0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: I remember when girls were goody two-shoes, but now they turn to freaks. All of a sudden, we love you, five. Ease up, ho. My name's Malik. Fife this, Fife that. Where you going? Where you at? These girls don't know me from Jack. Yet I feel like the Mac. You didn't want me then, so, hun, don't want me now. Here, here. Take the towel. Wipe off your brow. Take the contact out your eye. You're far from looking fly. You get an Eat for effort and T for nice try. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. I'm your host, Rod.
2: And Karen, and Tifa Nice Try.
1: Yeah, Tifa Nice Try. Um, Fife Dog was not necessarily okay. the best lyricist. I'm
2: about to say, wait a minute.
1: Uh, uh, he made, uh, he made a ton of improvement over the years, but Butter was like, I think, his in for first. nice
2: try would sound better. Indeed, for nice try.
1: hmm Yeah, I think that was his first. And this is from a person that thinks BBC stands for Big Colored Cock. So, I'm, you, I mean, if I'm speaking
2: up, you know yeah. it's something wrong.
1: Yeah, you, you <laughs> caught him there. Um, but yeah, this is the Blackout Tips podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, uh, Podomatic. Just put in the Blackout Tips. Uh, leave us a five star review on iTunes and Stitcher, and uh, we'll come up and we'll be uh live and you guys can, you know, leave us the leave us the reviews. We read them on the feedback show regardless of content. Uh my mom was on the show yesterday. We did basically the feedback and then we did some news and recap some stuff from the last mm-hmm. week. Uh a lot of people seem to be enjoying that and I'm glad people are are having a good time with that.
2: Me too. I had a good
1: time. Yeah, so uh thanks to everybody that um listened to it and spread the word and uh, you know, also of course shout out to all the mothers and all that stuff. Um so uh we appreciate it, man. Um of course you can find us at the com, where you can sign up to become a premium member of the show, where you get all the uh extra bonus episodes and the uh the the spin-off shows. We actually did uh record I recorded with Aaron Rand Freeman this morning. Uh, we did um uh Balls Deep. Yeah, we did Balls Deep. Uh, it was kind of weird because Justin wasn't there. So, I know, you know, but Aaron stepped in like a professional that he is mm-hmm. right off the bench and dropped, uh, you know, that, that six man of the year like, uh, Jamal, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Jamal Crawford. And, uh, and I, I really needed him and appreciated it, man. Cause, um, you know, it's, uh, I don't like doing shows by myself. I could, but, you know, I would prefer to have somebody else and Aaron knows his stuff. He does. Uh, he hosts his own podcast, uh, Sports Ball on the Twib Network. So, you know, he has that going for him too, man. So I appreciated him stepping in.
2: Yeah. And also for those of you that are premium. Uh, I don't know what happened but precast was really really funky so there's not actually recording because normally Roger like sends out an email let you know hey you can watch the show live and I know some of you watch it live and some of you actually go back later on and like watch it live so just for you know this week there's no live recording
1: yeah but um yeah we we you know it was cool though cuz he was such a professional we basically just recorded it off air and mm-hmm. Put it up on the premium feed and on the website so people can go listen to it um, at their own discretion. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it, man. We, we still have some silly jokes, but we got some good commentary in. And all the stuff that you guys love about the show is still in there. Uh, and, of course, get well soon, Justin, man. The broken nose is hard to recover from, uh, especially when you're light-skinned. You know, you got to worry about that face. And them bruises. This is currency in the world. Um, you, the official weapon of the show is the taser, an unofficial sport is bullet ball, a bullet ball extreme. And today's podcast is brought to you by, let me see if I can find some sexy music, uh, dot That doesn't seem very sexy at all. Mm-mm, no sexy. Me, uh, see if I can find, uh, what about this? I said, what about this? You don't like this song. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you get 50% off of just about any item. But that's not all. Mm-mm. When you select your one item at 50% off, you also get three, count them, three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift, so central, we can't even mention it on the radio. Mm-mm. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And they're not joking around, guys. So go to AdamandEve.com today for this special offer. 50% off of one item when you put in the code TBGWT upon uh, the the checkout. So there's an offer code box. Put TBGWT in there. You get your 50% off. Then you get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. That's code TBGWT at AdamandEve.com. Alright, let's uh get it to show some events happen. People okay. been talking about. Okay. The first man, this video's been making around so I've been making jokes about it, but I haven't actually sat down and watched it. But have you heard about Angel and her grapefruit technique?
2: Yeah, I seen somebody posted something. If this is the same one, this is off the chain.
1: Yeah, I posted the vine of it, um, but I never actually posted the video. Okay. Um but I just
3: This is my bonus technique, the grapefruit. Normally, you can only get this technique in one of my classes, but I wanted to share this with you because I believe every man should get grapefruited. When you grapefruit your man, it's going to feel as if you are giving him head and fucking him at the same time. (laughs) So much. No better feeling would he ever get than being grapefruited. So what you need to do is you need to, of course, have a grapefruit. You want to make sure you get the ruby red. It's sweeter. It's easier. If you are allergic to grapefruit or can't use a grapefruit for your medication, you can always use a large navel orange. Now, what you want to do is make sure that...
1: She, I just like that she's thought of everything already. Well, she's like, you might be allergic to grapefruit. I've never yeah. heard of that as an allergy. Yeah. She's already a step ahead of you, large navel orange, okay?
3: <laughs> the, the grapefruit is room temperature. Well, you might not like it. All you have to do is put it in warm water. Do not microwave it. Do not boil it. Then, once it gets to that temperature, all you need to do is roll it. The reason...
1: So you're going to get it in room temperature, and you're going to roll it. All right, Angel, tell me about it.
3: Why you want to roll it is because you want to juice it up a little bit. The juicier, the better. And what you're going to do is you're going to find the navel. There's two navels to the grapefruit. Once you do that, you're going to place it on the plate, and the navel's on the outside. You want to take a knife, and you actually want to cut one side of that navel off. Now, all this that you're doing, he will not see any of this preparation because... I'm going to tell you that a little bit later. It's a trick. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take it to the other side and do the same thing. So you should have a grapefruit that has two sides missing just like this. Mm -hmm. Now what you're going to do is you're going to put a hole in the middle of the grapefruit approximately the size of your man's penis. Do not make it too big. Do not make it too tight. Just approximate. Then what you want to do is you're going to take the knife midway down and make sure it goes all the way through.
1: Now, I wonder how many, like, so this is obviously something you want to do with a penis you're familiar with.
3: Yeah, don't do it one you're not
1: familiar with. Because, you know, how embarrassing would that be? You got grapefruit hanging all off the side of the penis or, uh, God forbid, you can't even get the penis into the grapefruit. And, you know, Ah! those juices probably burn and shit. Who knows?
3: All you want to do is make a nice hole in the middle of the grapefruit. Now, if you take it and make it too big, that's okay because you can always squeeze your hands like the muscles of your vagina. And if you make it too tight, all you have to do is take your finger and push the flesh back. It's just grapefruit. Now, when you grapefruit your man, he has to be blindfolded. There's no ands, ifs, buts about it. Why? If you came to the bedroom with a grapefruit, what is your man going to say? What are you going to do with that? Is it going to burn and all that other thing? So you don't want any of that. So this is what you do.
1: So she's even ready for the questions. So you got to blindfold him so that he don't know that the grapefruit is coming. Now, personally, I think once I get blindfolded, I'll probably be excited already. Like, yes. Whatever's happening. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Say, baby, you know what? Tonight, I want to do something a little freakier. I want to suck your dick blindfolded. Your man will blindfold himself if he knows he's going to get some (laughs) (laughs) heads. Now, your man is in the bed.
1: You have the- she understands the man mind. She just, She's already got the male psycho, uh, ego uh, completely uh, on lock.
3: Grapefruit already prepared under the bed. He smelled the citrus in the air. He thinks you have on some new Victoria Seekers or something. He has no idea. Yeah, because
2: we wear fruity stuff.
1: So, you know, as far as he concerned, it's some new shit you got on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have on lingerie and some grapefruit scents. I don't know.
3: Uh, yeah. And
1: what you're going to do is
3: be a woman of your word. Now, you have to get his penis erect. So what you're going to do is just... Suck his dick, That's like you said you were going to do. Oh my. Once he's nice and erect, what oh you're going to do is replace the grapefruit from your mouth. You're going to twist up and down on his shaft and suck the head at the same time. <laughs> Now, ladies, remember, grapefruit is also a fat burner, so you're actually losing weight while you're sucking his dick. Now,
2: what? One- <laughs> <laughs> she covered all the tropes. She was like, look, even, everybody, you burn calories, he get his dick sucked. I'm surprised they can show this on YouTube. Say what?
3: You're doing this technique. It feels amazing to him, but he still has no idea what you're doing. So what you want to tell your man to do is this. Take the blindfold off. He's going to be looking at you like, what the hell are you doing? But he'll never say stop. All he's going to be thinking is, I could have been fucking a grapefruit all these years. And that's <laughs> the version
1: technique. Uh, Angel is a genius. I I have nothing bad to say about that lady. Um. Get uh, it, girl. Yeah. I was looking at that shit like, I want my dick sucked with a grapefruit. So, ah! job accomplished. Job well done, ma'am. I mean, to be honest, it's a you know, it could have been a tennis ball for all I care. You know, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> as long as it's comfortable. Right. She was sucking the hell out of that deal, though, too, man.
2: That's why I was like, i was surprised they allowed this to be played on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like Black Twitter is going to end up having a... We're going to end up having a... A uh, lack of grapefruits and shower rods, curtains, uh, shower rods around here. You know, like people are gonna be selling out grapefruits now. <laughs>
2: yeah, it is.
1: So, don't yeah, go. All the grapefruits is gone. Yep, you're just gonna go into Kroger, the a bunch of desperate men running around. saying, like, uh, you here for some grapefruits, sir?
2: Uh, we're all out.
1: Yeah, um, sir, let me guess, you're looking for the grapefruits. But I, uh, yeah, but I'll take I... a naval orange. <laughs> That's well, exactly what that? he said, too. Why are the naval oranges, sir? Uh, well, y'all got what else y'all got? Y'all got tangerines. Can you do it with the tangerines? <laughs> Is it round? All right. <laughs> and what citrus. A, what about a coconut? Yeah. No I money. don't care. But uh, yeah. I take a regular
2: orange. Damn it, I don't care.
1: Definitely put grapefruit on the, my my list, uh, just in case. And blindfolds. Gotta put blindfolds on the list yeah,
2: too. Yeah, honey, she was sucking the hell out of that thing.
1: Had people tying socks around their eyes just to. <laughs> oh, just,
2: just, just to. Just up, but I'll be sure they can't see either. Won't eat cheat.
1: It's going to be a lot of disappointing men when they want me to just go cut up a grapefruit just to eat it.
2: <laughs> like, uh, uh, girl, you got them grapefruit? she was like, uh, I eat grapefruit all the time. All this right. ain't nothing new. These, ain't, these <laughs> grapefruits ain't for eating. Yeah. These are for dick sucking. <laughs> oh, 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 she'll be mad when she
1: go get her grapefruit. All her grapefruits is all pre-heal cut it up, mm-hmm. all pre-cut up. She'll be like, who been chopping up my goddamn grapefruit? <laughs> Right. Keep these grapefruits out at room temperature. Why are you putting these in the fridge? Yeah. Why are you rolling my grapefruit around on the counter? Yeah. Do not microwave. Do, Do not, not boil. boil. Just put it at room temperature.
2: We'll have a lot of folks falling out if they don't, if everybody's not on the same page.
1: So this video has also been making around today. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, apparently mm-hmm. Jay-Z was physically attacked by Beyonce's sister Solange. Oh hope, my. Hopefully I'm pronouncing her name right. I've never heard her music or heard her talk it's so. not good but you can see it's no sound but you can kind of see the video it's a, it's from an elevator which you know it's kind of crazy because honestly jay-z and beyonce are so meticulous about their image
4: mm-hmm.
1: that it's almost like this is the only way you are ever going to see any cracks in the veneer because they're so um you know they're they're so like carefully uh, manicured, you know. So yeah,
2: and and, to, and I don't, I, I, and me, I personally don't blame them. And it's just one yeah. of those things to where this is basically got for of surveillance camera at at a at a place wherever they was, and I guess whoever took the film uh, gave it to TMZ. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which you know, I mean, at this rate, with as much as TMZ probably pays for shit. Mm. there's a lot of people who's going to risk criminal prosecution or losing their job behind some shit like this. Like, they're going to yes. leak this footage because, I mean, who knows how much money you got? Because there's there's also the fact that these motherfuckers never have that moment of just ratchetness, quote-unquote, in mm. public. So this is that moment where you could be like, hey, I got something with Jay-Z, Solange, and Beyonce in the elevator. People going to be like, okay, how much you need? Yep. So mm. in the video, like... Beyonce comes in first. Solange comes in. She's already mad at Jay-Z about some guy, like, right in his face immediately. Now, it's, funny, it's kind of funny because, like, nobody knows what was said. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what happened to Star did mm-hmm. any of this. But um, one thing I could tell from watching the video, um, even she was trained, quote, unquote, or at least uh, aware of their public spotlight to a certain extent because – she waited till the elevator door closed to be like motherfucker you know what
2: I mean? yeah yeah she was like I'm not going to do this out in the hallway I'm going to wait till we get this inside a closed uh, area and uh probably uh if she I think if she would have known it was a camera above that de- above them she wouldn't have did
1: that it seems like it seems like she's as aware of their public probably- perception and image as anybody else mm. but she must have been hot about something because like as soon as they get in the elevator she just goes to confront them there's a bodyguard there he kind of moves out of the way which i'm assuming you know a bodyguard's job is not to like tackle your sister yeah because y'all having a disagreement or whatever so mm-hmm. he i think he kind of was hoping they could work it out himself so he walked towards the elevator button to go to whatever floor they are parked on i'm guessing And then she just starts swinging on him. Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. Like she
1: knocked something like off of him, um, off the top of his head or something. Um, You know, you can kind of see near the top of the screen, like once she starts swinging on him, like, oh, she has holding something in her hand and it came loose. I mean, he was just holding her, basically trying to get her off of him, you know, like and you know the bodyguard was trying to keep her away and then she kicked that one time he like grabbed her foot like you know and the bodyguard basically held her on the other side of the elevator but you know clearly she's you know upset about something you can't there's no audio so you can't hear it uh beyonce didn't get involved that's i know man she kicked all the way across the elevator beyonce didn't get involved she kind of now at this point she's kind of standing like stand. she stood between her for a second and then Kind of got over to the side and. I don't uh, blame her. Then, uh, uh Solange spit on Jay Z. Uh, you can see that. If yo to the room. yourself, honey. Yeah, it's just a real bad look to me for Solange. Yes. You know, um, but people, um, have been, you know, oh, this is bad for Jay Z. Uh, this. You
2: know what would have been bad for Jay Z if he'd have put hands on her?
1: He had to take that L, people saying, um, of course a lot of men were in my timeline already on that like um you know um you know those men that can't wait for an excuse or a reason to hit a woman where they're already like you know if it wouldn't have been if it wouldn't have been about that money jay would have hit her if it wouldn't have been for the camera jay would have hit her. jay-z didn't know they were being filmed more than likely um that you know it's still his wife's sister Mm. And I think a lot of times men measure men manhood in different ways. Not do not everybody measures manhood in hitting somebody and shit. So, you know, uh, I think for a lot of these dudes that didn't grow up with, you know, like strong male figures in their lives, they don't understand that restraint is part of manhood too. It's not, yes, it is. You know, a lot of people think manhood is just violence and reacting violently to every situation, is what being a man is about. Yeah. You know?
2: And, and I think that, uh, a lot of people like to have a different definition of manhood and the thing about being a man in my, in my definition about being a man is knowing and understanding when to respond, how to respond and what's the, And knowing also knowing how to,
1: um, remove yourself from the situation mm-hmm. and, I think and who knows she could be drunk. Any anything. anything could be going on right there where you're like, I know that whatever this situation is, the right thing isn't to hit this person. No, not to mention you're about to step off of the elevator in, in a second, walk past all the paparazzi. I would rather you see my bow tie got messed up or I got spit on than me dragging uh my my uh my my sister in uh, law or see her with a black eye or cut lip or whatever you know Beyonce didn't get involved and everybody's mm-hmm. like well she's supposed to be ride or die I was like um if that's how y'all judging shit then I already know y'all would judge Karen harshly because she's not gonna help anybody in a fight period. Mm-mm, mm-mm,
4: mm-mm.
2: so she'd be
1: standing there just like Beyonce like this ain't got shit to do, do with me, me.
2: Not and not, not only that Um, my thing is this, I am pretty, I am gorgeous, you ain't fucking my up, you ain't scarring my skin, I don't believe in them black eyes, I'm not about that life, I would more, more than happily dial 911 for your black ass, because I'm not fighting, that's not me, and it's not my style, and Beyonce's body is money. Why would you fuck that up? Because your sister want to cut a goddamn fool in the elevator. Are you crazy?
1: And if nothing else, she's proven she's got composure. I mean, this is a woman we saw tumble down steps, hop up and hit them, hit that stride like nothing happened. What?
2: Whose weave got caught in the fan, and
1: she, she's... Finished singing. And and she sung, and uh, most people who... A fan tried to drag off stage, and she didn't even have them kicked out. She just kept singing. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember that other time when, like, uh, one of the Destiny Child girls fell, and she just mm-hmm. kept on moving, like... She's a she's pro. got composure um jay-z has composure man like yes, he does because honestly i think there's a lot of weak ass dudes that would uh uh tried to swing on her and shit and then just mm-hmm. hope the public understands but i'm like mm-hmm. they're at a higher level of scrutiny than anyone else if you hit this woman uh you're you're the guy who gets invited to the white house you hit this woman no, now you're not
2: and then my thing is this and I guess because I thought about it a little bit. A lot of people who was like, well, Jay-Z a better man than me, I probably would have hit her. Y'all niggas have always been broke most of y'all lives. Y'all never been or had the type of access to money and stuff that they have. And it's just one of those things where... Why would you lose millions and billions of dollars of endorsements and things like that? Jay-Z has, you know, athletes he's going after to sign and all this stuff. Why would you do something like that? over a few seconds of your sister-in-law being drunk. I can't speak for nobody else, but I've been around functions. When shit like this happened. I get my black ass away from the situation as quick as possible. I mean,
1: that's if she was drunk. We don't even know. Well, yeah, that's if she was drunk. Yeah. Well,
2: well even, even if they're not drunk, when voices get to raise in and folks get to acting the fool, I don't know about y'all, but I, like I said, I'm not about that life. That That's just not me. the
1: The most impressive thing to me is the amount of composure they have because at the end of the day, they know the public persona is everything. Yes. So there's a moment in the video where the elevator comes to a stop. They're about to get out. Jay-Z reaches down, hands her the thing that she dropped. He hands Solange this thing. Mm-hmm. Like she's, there's still, you know, this is seconds after she just attacked him and he's like, here's your shit. Here's your purse. You know, like, yeah, we we're still going to go out here. We're going to keep our shit together and we're going to make sure that, um, you know, that 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 we got a good public persona. If it wasn't for this random elevator we would never even know this shit happened that's how smooth mm-hmm. they all are there's pictures of them exiting the red carpet right after this and you can't even fucking tell
4: mm-hmm.
1: you like it may like you can kind of see him whisper something in beyonce's ear and it might be i'm gonna take the other limo but that's about it um yeah, but yeah that
2: ahead. that and and for the fact that have people do people really listen to Jay Z when he raps he'd be like i'm t- i'm at a level where it's not about uh, if I hit you or do anything to you, the story is not gonna be about what you did, the story is gonna be about how I respond. And he knows this, and he said mm-hmm. this. So, why in the world would you think he would respond when he's told y'all niggas, Why would I do that? That's dumb and very
1: ignorant. Yep, she's just, I mean, she they were trying to get out the elevator, she's still swinging on them, you know. He they pointed her point head like you're crazy, like some. You're not thinking right or whatever, but, mm-hmm. like, it's a bad situation for any man. I think it's a nightmare for a lot of dudes, especially guys who don't want to hit women and shit. And yeah. uh, the video just ended. But, um, like I said, the composure um, with which they left that elevator in, in, amazing. Like, they really got their shit together. Like, all right, we're going to walk out of here, and we're going to just act like nothing happened.
2: Yeah, because that that's literally the smartest Uh, thing to do and it's funny how uh, like you say when these things happen you have all types of people coming coming all types of ways It's, it's one of those things where you have the dudes who don't hit women but they're frustrated and angry and they just want to beat a bitch or beat their girlfriend or beat somebody but they know it's against the law and they'll be arrested well don't you think he's dealing with that same situation too mm-hmm. just like you'll be afraid to go to jail don't you think he would go to jail too in fact he would lose a lot more money and be a lot more screwed. shit he already scrutinized but he'll be even more scrutinized than you ever will be in your lifetime and it's, it's and it's just funny how everybody you know says what they really won't do when you don't have billion dollar deals with barney and all these other people and stuff like that you're not walking in telling people what they what you're going to do and what you will and will not accept you, you're not at that level so it's just one of those things have you know it's funny when somebody with a twenty thousand dollar job talking about what they gonna goddamn do when you know you ain't never hit a woman in your motherfucking life and never will
1: right and there was a ton of people that like one dude was in my mentions and it's like he was looking for my approval on why he should be able to hit a woman and it's weird because one, I don't know why you need my approval specifically. I don't know you. We're not friends. I wasn't there. I, you know, I only can say what I would hope I would do in a situation like that, which is to not react, not to put my hands on a woman and to walk the fuck away. Um, I've been in a situation where, uh, girls attacked me, but I was a young kid. It was not, this isn't happening to me as a grown man, but I can't imagine. The scenario where I, where I'm like proud that I put my hands on a woman or where I'm trying to do anything other than restrain somebody and get the fuck out of the situation. Cause I don't want to be a person that hits women. I don't want to no. be, and there's no pride in it. And there's no like finally one for the men. Like, there, like I have none of that inside of me. So to me, it's just like only bad things can happen if someone is attacking me. Uh, that's a female. I, even if it's a male, I don't like physical. I don't want to have physical altercations. I've, been in situations where my tempers boiled over i've been kind of forced in my hand to fight but my goal as a man is to leave the house and to not have to get in this and it doesn't prove my manhood any if i had to beat somebody up you know um yeah yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i won't be able to i I don't go well now i'm a man i I got in a fight and i won it today
2: no no i i think a lot of dudes have a lot of egos when it comes to being a man and manhood And it's just one of those things where unless it's some you in a situation where you literally have no choice. And a lot of those situations are rare. And it's funny when you talk to people because everybody want to bring the most extreme nonsensical once in a thousand years situation that would happen to validate their fucked up opinions about women and how they feel about beating women.
1: Yeah, it's also the other part of this is there's a subcurrent uh in man in men in general, that I think resents women's sexual hold over our natures, and the fact that um we will always kind of be quote unquote slave to that uh there's nothing you can help you can do about it like you will like you'll be attracted to women, and there's a certain amount of power that women have via that where there's, you know, that that men can't really exercise because, you know, in our society, it's kind of been pushed towards men are the pursuers. Women are the ones who are the prey, quote unquote. And uh I I think a lot of men deep down resent that shit. And that this is how it manifests itself. And it's like, you ain't got no power over me. I will punch you in your face. You know, like. And the thing is, it ain't really that revolutionary to say. Mm-mm. It's not like this is a new concept. Mm-mm. We're just now getting to a day and age where it's like you hit a woman and there's a bunch of recourses and and consequences that but, you can face because you hit a woman, but it ain't like that shit's been around forever. No, it was
2: not. A woman was a goddamn piece of property. She might as well have been a chair or a table or a rocking chair or or or, or anything else at your house. A TV, yeah. television, because that was how much she was
1: worth. And by me saying, and when I say it's deep down, I just mean that these dudes can't recognize that that's what it is. That not that I think it's obvious when you read, the, like when I talk to certain people, I'm like, this is because you resent the fact that. You're attracted to women and there ain't shit you can do about it. You really wish that you wouldn't because you would make certain decisions that benefit yourself more. You, you know, you might not drive such a nice car. You might not want to live in such a nice area. You might not spend money at the club. You might not want to go out on a first date and spend all the money to impress her and all this shit. You wouldn't even think about that stuff, but because there's this undercurrent this small like voice in your head every time you do something to court a lady and it doesn't work out or even when it does work part of you resents her for that where it's like you know i spent this money on this date and i didn't get no pussy like you see dudes say that all the time that's part of this that's part of this anger towards women that just builds up in these dudes and eventually it's like yeah man because if a woman gives you any excuse any reason any conflict, any whatever, you should hit her, you know. And then, and then the, uh, for the opposite, and then we had the opposite thing going. I saw Chris and Elon James White get into it on Twitter, and they they kind of fell out kind of hard. I hope everything's okay. But um, like, the, like Elon was saying, like, well, this is uh looks like a family matter, and you know, Chris was like, this is a criminal matter mm-hmm. because if it was the other way around. Round. We'd all be going, somebody need to go to jail. Yes. This person is a menace. They're a bad person and they need to be taken out of out of here. Mm-hmm. Um and I agree with Chris to a certain extent because yeah, it's not really fair to say, Well, when a woman hits a man, that's totally different. Like no, she was out of pocket. Now mm-hmm. I I mean this is that thing where I think patriarchy kind of hurts everybody because a lot of times people go. Well, that stuff only hurts women and then feminists write shit about it. But a lot of times it hurts men too because the manly thing to do here is to just, you know, walk away, don't say anything at best. Or some people would define it as retaliating, hitting her back. But what people would see as less manly is if you went into a police station and actually said, I was assaulted.
2: And, 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 and to me, that's the appropriate action. Mm-hmm. But so many people want to frown on that because if you want to talk about true equality. True equality is bitch. She should have been pressed charges against her because if Jay-Z would have did that to her, his ass would have been in jail immediately. He probably wouldn't even have got in his limo. He'd have been locked up and the keys would have been thrown away. So what's the difference? When you put your hands on somebody, anybody that, uh, is an adult, even a child, especially if it's abuse it's one of those things where yeah we we got issues we got problems because you don't touch me
1: yeah and and then every you know people start framing it in this weird victim blaming way of what did jay-z do to deserve to be hit like as if it don't matter as if people that get physically violent in public always have a justifiable reason Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and as if people have never been in fights before how many fights how many times of you swung on somebody or seen somebody get swung on and you thought to yourself that was pointless needless and an overreaction Mm -hmm. like there's a good chance he didn't do shit that deserved this Mm -mm. there's very few things you can do in life to deserve this kind of like harassment or whatever you know and then also there was this embellishment where people tried to make it seem like she just fucking like knocked his ass out or something which you know I get that people want to make jokes but this wasn't even a joke it was from dudes trying to justify why it's okay to hit women.
4: Mhm. It's like
1: he going to take that type of abuse and he ain't even going he ain't supposed to retaliate and I was like it wasn't even that bad. No offense. It wasn't even that bad.
2: And and then what you got to realize is that it's your wife's sister. Right. If you fuck around and punch her, you going to have more than just issues with her. You're yeah. going to have issues with your goddamn wife.
1: Not to mention people were like uh, well you know this is the problem with beyonce because she needs to hop in there and fight and all this shit i was like and and, you know and this is a this is how you can tell their marriage is fucked up and all this shit i was like i can't tell anything from three and a half minutes of a private elevator security clip i can't i'm sorry relationship expert twitter and illuminati twitter and all this shit i can't look at this and go oh obviously this is the problem with them. And, you know, I was like, calm down. We still got Will and Jada, <laughs> you know, and, and he already knew what Beyonce was going to do anyway. You know, she just moved to the left, to the left.
2: Uh, shit. That's what I would do, too. I mean, I mean, and and my thing is this. Why would you expect it was it was goddamn bodyguards in there. They need to do their job and keep her ass away from him.
1: Right. Well, you know, i you paying them. The This is another thing I was saying. The bodyguards in a tough position, too. That's a very small and space. It is. It is still your client's sister-in-law or sister. Mm-hmm. You can't just knock her the fuck out. No, 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 no. You can't yeah. slam her up against a wall. Mm-mm. Like, you can't really be rough, rough with her because it, it, unless she's, like, you know, got a weapon or something. Something, yeah. They Like, he he's trying to restrain her and keep his job. Like, that's a tenuous situation. Yes, that is. I heard a lot of people like, they just need to get rid of the bodyguard. What was mm-hmm. he supposed to do? Put in a chokehold? Mm-hmm. No. Then y'all would have been like, that dude went too far. Fire him. What's mm-hmm. wrong with him? He, he, he did. There's never a nice, comfortable way to stop a situation where a woman is being unreasonable and going to physically assault a man, period. It's a nightmare situation. You know what I mean? Like, they, when someone's just like, I am going to fight you. Like, when I looked at that, I just went, I felt bad for Jay-Z. Like, shit, there's no way out of that.
2: Because it's not like you could back up and walk away. Cause, because, like you said, the quarters were so tight. And it's also one of those things where the bodyguard, the best thing he could do is what he did. Basically, get her on the basically the opposite side of a two-foot elevator. So, it's like, y'all still close and still in tight quarters.
1: Like, if he would have, like, ripped her dress... Blackened her eye hit her head up against something it would have been a completely different story mm-hmm. it would have been like oh my god this bodyguard went too far he would have got fired then like i think yes, he just he would have he was in as bad a situation as any dude luckily she wasn't trying to fight him so he could just restrain her and hope they could work it out
2: yeah, and I think the bodyguard was probably like, look, i I get your hair. Don't fuck up your dress because, you know, we're about to go out here with the photo shoot. He's probably trying to get our ass back together again. Yeah.
1: I mean, now obviously, this means Jay-Z has a hundred problems. You know, we've done the math. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah, add
1: one more. Yeah, he definitely has a hundred pounds. Yeah,
2: like, like I said, I um, it's, and it's funny, though, when we talk about this, because, yeah, well, y'all talk about Beyonce, y'all talk about my black ass, because I sure would have moved to the left, to the right, in between, on top. I'd have been getting my ass away from the situation because I'm not about that Like And honestly,
1: all. you know who you're getting in the elevator with, and yes, I mean this do. for everybody. B- Jay knows he's getting in there with Beyonce. She ain't going to fight. Um J- Beyonce knows she's getting in there with her sis- crazy-ass sister. She probably, like... Oh my gosh, she's gonna pop off. I just hope she don't start no fight in this elevator. Like mm-hmm. everybody in there probably is thinking like, you know, th- this is what's gonna go down. I-, I just hope it can be resolved by the time we get to the parking deck. Um, and then there's this other element of it too, where, um, peop I feel like people, um, act like there's a, a situation where Jay-Z could hit a woman on this video and it would go away
4: Mm-mm.
1: you know what i mean like i don't he, know who those people are he hits the launch on video it's never gonna go away like say goodbye to you know samsung million dollar i mean million album sales before the album even drops. say say goodbye to all that shit like it's a rap like you're just gonna you're just gonna end up um being stuck so
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah some, um some people in the chat room are saying they lost me? What's going on? Yeah. Can you see me in the chat you I'm came gone?
2: back? You went away, you came back. They okay. should hear you now. Okay. Yeah, and it is just one of those things where I don't know. It's 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 just funny when people talk about the situation like like they gonna be hardcore, like they're gonna put their hands on women, you know, because like I said, I know me. I'm not type of woman, I don't provoke people, I don't go at people, I don't make big scenes. This is just me. I don't do anything um like that is and it's just one of those things where i know every woman is different and for some people they think that shit is normal that's not normal cutting the food acting a monkey i don't care if you're drunk on drugs stable i don't care what you is that's not uh rational behavior to me and it's just one of those things where i stayed the fuck away from people like that
1: and he should have known something was up because when they got on the elevator she was like now before we do this does anybody want to get off and you know he should have known right then. Like something she was, was wrong. Yeah, you know, cause uh you know that no matter how many shield agents came in there with him, uh it was probably gonna not gonna go down well. Um, not at all. But uh yeah man I just you know I and 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 according to the report they said um he said something to her that was taken the wrong way but who knows who's dropping these reports who's like if this is Beyonce it says people Jay Z's people Solange's people like. And Who at, knows?
2: And at the end of the day, does it goddamn matter? Yeah. All all that matters to me is that he didn't put his hands on her because all the think pieces and feminism and all them stuff, they would have rolled on that.
1: Oh, but, my God. But, it would have been patriarchy. Run amok up. Yes. Even though, honestly, the fact that he... Um, is, is being picked on, it's still patriarchy the up.
2: Yes, it is, because my thing is this. Those same people, are you writing articles saying that she shouldn't have motherfucking kicked him? She shouldn't have spit on him? Are you writing those articles saying that she shouldn't have put her hands on a goddamn grown-ass man? Where are those articles? Where are those articles telling her she needs to behave herself? Where are those articles? These women, that talk about equality. That's part of goddamn equality, too. Just like a woman don't want to get hit, a man don't want to get hit, either.
1: Yeah, Jay and Beyonce at the, they gonna cube and beat the shit out of this tweet right through it. They at the game right now, watching, watching the Nets play the Heat. Like, it's nothing to them because that's how much of a unit they are, brand wise, relationship wise, whatever. Um, but it's funny because what I got from Twitter or uh, part of this was there's, for some people, there's no way a woman can ever be the bad guy. Cause they just have issues with men, they have issues, in gender and with gender in general, just different. Like there's always going to be a fight and women have been, you know, historically and routinely victimized so much that as maybe as a fight, fight response it's I'm going to always have a woman's back, but you know, you see the people that are like, what did he do to, you know, to deserve, you know, obviously he did something. He said something that deserves this. Um, you know, when you hear, um, people say, uh, well, obviously, um, Jay Z, uh, like, uh, like, uh, I mean, obviously, it, you know, now it's like with Elon, he's like, it's a family matter, as opposed to saying, well, this is probably, a, this could be a police matter as well. Yes, it could You know can. what I mean? Cause if it would have been, you know, someone else in the elevator hitting a woman, um, I feel like we would have been like, if that person wants to go to the police, that's totally reasonable, acceptable, and, likely whereas you know roles are reversed all of a sudden we're not we're no longer seeing this as um you know the same way just because one of them's a woman one of them's a man and you know other people can have that standard but i do feel like it is a bit hypocritical because mm-hmm. i'm not i i i'm not against violence against women because of uh what well, women have been historically blocked. i'm just against motherfuckers hitting people period like when i see someone getting me hit too. for some shit where you're just like that was not a way to resolve this issue and most of the time it is men fighting men or men hitting women to me it was never about well if the roles were reversed i would be okay with it i was never it was no on no level is it ever okay people got to start using their fucking words to resolve this kind of shit because it's, it's fucked up you know and and, th- and this scene plays out at club bar all kinds of shit and it's always to me looked at in this weird like what women need to learn and men need to do this and th- and to me it's just always like i don't think it's women versus men it's people need to stop hitting people period no matter what yeah
2: yeah and and and, and i yeah I, I am about that don't put your hands on me um i, I believe in calling the police i believe in pressing charges Like, that's what kind of life I'm about. Mm -hmm. Um, Because at the end of the day, I've seen fights in my lifetime. I've heard people getting fucked up. I've heard people getting stabbed. i heard people getting shot, cut, uh, dying, Mm -hmm. all kinds of shit. Because you want to pop up at the mouth and fight. You don't know um, what kind of weapons people have on them. Like, my mind is is thinking more than this second right here. And it's one of those things where I want to live to see tomorrow. I'm not trying to die over goddamn five or ten seconds of you wanting to show your motherfucking ass. No.
1: Well, it looks like the gay agenda is real, Karen. Clay Aiken's opponent in the congressional race, Keith Crisco, has died. Uh-oh. He was a 71-year-old textile entrepreneur and former states commerce secretary. Died at his home around 1:30 p.m. He had fallen. A spokesperson for the company told ABC News, but no other information was immediately available. In a statement, Aiken said he was stunned and deeply saddened by Keith Crisco's death, adding that he was suspending all campaign activities as we pray for his family and friends. Keith came from humble beginnings. No matter how high he rose to Harvard, to the White House, or to the governor's cabinet, he never forgot where he came from. Aiken said he was a gentleman, a good, honorable man, and an extraordinary public ser- servant. I was honored to know him.
2: Oh, so he might he might win, huh? Well,
1: at the time of, the, of his death, the race was too close to call. Aiken led by oh. just three hundred and sixty-nine votes. So he automatically gets it now, don't he? Well, I don't know. I think sometimes they do this thing where <laughs> um, they um, will let like a family member takeover sometimes okay um, but or they'll have you know like say he wins instead they'll have this weird like a uh, runoff type election where you know then somebody could take his seat from like his party so i don't know the rules necessarily um and how it goes. Uh, according, according to this, the vote certification process in North Carolina does not change because of Crisco's death. Since it's prescribed by statute, the vote certification process will continue as scheduled on Tuesday. And if the absentee ballots or voting errors put Crisco ahead of Aiken, then the district executive committee of the Democratic Party would choose the nominee. So, you know, the the I, I guess if his party wins, if he wins, then this party gets to pick who uh who does it okay
2: decent like that bylaws and guidelines yeah and this is the
1: democratic like run up like this isn't the official like versus republicans yet this is the democrats having picking a candidate so it's between clay aiken and this guy so yeah but apparently uh the gay gender had him killed um
4: i
2: took him out
1: looks like those guys those uh those guys from uh HGTV were right, Karen. There is a gay mm-hmm, agenda. Mm-hmm, it's very powerful. It took out Keith Crisco. Did Chocolate frosted Flakes and all them get a hold of them. <laughs> yeah, uh I'm sure it's Mona St. Saint, Saint Clair got a hold of them. Five things you need to know about Moses Arius, the 20-year-old who had no shirt on, laying in the bed with 13-year-old Willow Smith. Okay. And, uh, of course, this became known as the infamous Willow Smith photo yes it is to me it was the Moses Arias needs to put on a shirt photo <laughs> yes 20 year old man like I I like when I was like 16 my brother was like 13 and a half 14 and he would try to have girls come over to the house and shit and be like yeah I can get one for you too and I would tell him no I was 16 they were 14 yeah 20 and 13 people are gonna act like there's nothing creepy about that at all like, you, like, if that was your son, you wouldn't be like, son, put on a shirt. Can you get Go sit in the chair. I mean, ah! like, it's not, I'm not saying it's so outrageous. Yeah. I'm not saying anything sexual or untoward mm-hmm. was happening. I'm not saying anybody needs to go to Let's jail. Put on the shirt, son. I'm just saying, and maybe I'm old fashioned. Hey, man, put on a shirt. Go sit in the chair. That's it. You know, They're like, it is. I don't, I, like, I don't think it's bad parenting. Like, people want, went into all these different act, I don't think, you know, I think the thing that I have an issue with is people saying she need to get up out the bed with that boy. She, you know, she she being fast and all this shit and sexualizing her because she wasn't doing anything sexual. She's probably sitting there watching fucking Adventure Time or something and ah. not even thinking about any type of of sex. And you mm-hmm. guys are going around like just you know, it's like they in the lovers embrace or some shit. She's just a kid, you know, and I think that's perfectly fine. He's a grown-ass man. Mm-hmm. So he got to put on shirt and get out to bed, man. It ain't really, uh, you know, it really ain't that big deal. And and honestly, for people to be like, well, I don't find people walking around with shirts to be sexual. Um, have you ever seen any 90s R&B video? Shut the fuck up, you lying piece of shit. Ah! You, 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 you've you seen what is supposed to pass for sex and there's a bunch of dudes with no shirts on obviously glistening with oil all all yeah. over they
2: buy
1: right we're gonna try to pretend like that don't mean nothing now mm, hard nipples some people just don't like shirts okay all right
3: <laughs> who are these people walk around
1: with no shirts on apparently you missed dudley in the bicycle shop okay
3: <laughs> ah, yes you did shirts
1: on at all times adults around kids. no shirts no food no service
2: keep i mean your, no keep no your fucking shirt
1: on <laughs> i mean no shoes my bad unless uh you're about to breastfeed your daughter or some shit keep your fucking shirt on adult yes you're grown person adult. as if you walked in the house hey some nigga with no I, I, it's laughable to me because i know it's only because of the internet man like oh, yeah i i would not even like I, I would be like if i walked into a house and 13 year was laying on the bed watching cartoons and my 20 year old son was laying on the bed with no shirt on i'd be like moses can i speak to y'all real quick Moses? put on a fucking shirt man okay yeah, yeah yeah can you like sit in a chair well why dad just put on a fucking shirt all right because that's the other thing if this picture was on my instagram when i was 20 and the 13 year old kid was sitting on my <laughs> that i'm not related to by the way i uh, was sitting on my bed and i have a shirt on i would get clowned by my friends why because we mock shit like that they'd be oh seems like you ready and you know a bunch of you know it'll be a bunch of fucking jokes pedophile jokes yeah yes. it'll be a bunch of pedophile jokes man because it's, it's something weird about it like mm-hmm. apparently we're at this age where nothing's weird anymore i just don't believe in gender roles or labels or anything i'm like that's cool put on a shirt i know it's so sir yeah anyway uh there was five things you should know he starred on hannah montana okay uh and i'm gonna replace these with my five things my number one thing you should know is he's 20. Yep. Number two, he's a photographer. That's what they say at uh, Yahoo. My number two is he ain't had no shirt on. <laughs> yes. Number three, he's keeping up with the Jenners. Apparently, he's best friends with Kendall and Kylie Jenner. Uh, my number three is um, he was laying on the bed. Number four, his brother is a Disney kid too, Mateo Reyes, who's eighteen. And uh, number four for me is. Go have a seat in the chair. Ah. Number five, his Twitter is well something. He posts a lot of cryptic stuff on Twitter and tries well, to deep. something. And uh my number five would be uh don't post this shit on Instagram. There you go. So very easy. Um five things you need to know about Moises. And um, uh, like I said, I don't I and I I don't think anything Necessarily sexuals going on. I don't I don't think either one of them is probably thinking about it. But you know, be on the safe side, man. Put a shirt on. Get off the bed. Ain't that the truth? Come on, guys. Come on. Um, McDonald's. Have you had your break today, Karen? Uh-oh. Uh, no. McDonald's French fries will soon come with seasoning packets and instructions. Mmm. To me, this is just even lazier. This is more shit I have to do as a customer,
4: yeah,
2: I gotta season
1: my own fries now, really McDonald's, no, and McDonald's
2: is infamous for some cold motherfucking goddamn fries most so I- I'm gonna shake my fries up my cold fries and your seasoning
1: yep yep the uh, apparently um they're gonna roll this out at say at local St Louis or Northern California hamburger supply chains you'll be able to get zesty ranch, garlic parmesan, or spicy buffalo flavor packets to mix onto your french fries with instructions.
2: No, no, yeah, no. because no. that's what we
1: need. More people driving down the street instead of just being on their phones and texting and tweeting, they're going to also be trying to operate the french fries and follow the instructions.
2: No, McDonald's is fucking lazy. Why don't you have your employees shake the shit up and hand it to me Why I have to do the work?
1: This is based on their shake, shake fries in Hong Kong that were debuted in two thousand five, where basically they give you the fry box, uh, you put the fry, you you close the, you pour the sauce sprinkle it with seasoning, close it, shake it up, and then open it up and eat it.
2: Mm, man, that is a goddamn nightmare for parents. All that sparkly garlic mm. ranch shit all across your car.
1: No. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, you just putting more work out to me as as uh, as the a person who's buying the food to make my, like, what's next? Uh, hey, we're going to give you the tomato, lettuce, and cheese, and you just put it on your sandwich yourself. Yes, <laughs>
2: but you still going to charge me $25 for the combo. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, I feel like y'all should have to take some money off of my fries if I got a season on my fucking self. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like,
2: <laughs> yeah. Give me a dish I mean, charge me less if I got to do the work. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? It's one of those things where they're gonna be pissed at me because if I do something like that, I'm be like, uh, "Can I get some fresh fries?" It's gonna take ten minutes. I wait right here.
1: Yeah, it's a straight up hustle. Um, rapper Andre Johnson says he's back in action less than a month after he allegedly attempted suicide by cutting off his penis and jumping from a second floor balcony.
2: I oh, I mean, we talked about this a while ago, didn't mm-hmm.
1: we? Yeah, uh, so apparently uh, he's back, guys. Wu-Tang forever. Johnson. Mm, Won't we'll be wooing no tang, not with your penis. Johnson, who performs under the name Christ Bearer, said the Wu-Tang Clan, with the Wu-Tang uh, Clan affiliated group Northstar, tells TMZ that he cut off his penis out of depression. Man. What kind of depression is that? Johnson said he was unable to see his two daughters because of restraining orders. He reportedly has a third child on the way, so I guess he decided his dick was the problem. So <laughs> if I'll stop having all these kids; I'll be able to see him, and I wouldn't be so depressed. Johnson told the website that he was high on marijuana when well, he read a book about monks and vasectomies and decided self-dismemberment was the best solution for his problems.
2: I think that was more than marijuana, dog. I I don't, you know.
1: Yeah, one that's mm. not a side effect I've ever heard.
2: I heard of munches. Mm. I heard of slow reflexes. I heard it, you know, some people get happy, some people get sad, some people go to sleep. Um, But yeah, tell the truth, sir. It was marijuana and some other drugs and Mm -hmm. some hallucinogens in there. Something in there was making
1: you lose your mind, sir. You must have been on that meth and OD'd man
2: yeah you can't tell me that folks is chopping you know how many people would quit smoking weed if they were like the side effect of weed is chopping off your goddamn dick yeah nobody would smoke it no no, no men would smoke they it. they wouldn't be passing laws either to for people to allow people to smoke it
1: two members of north star who lived in the same apartment building let's be honest same projects come on guys <laughs> said johnson cut off his penis and left without warning by the time they got downstairs, he was running around screaming. Damn, he j- what floor are they on? That's a good question. Early reports from TMZ announced that doctors were a- unable to reattach Johnson's penis, or- and they were false, according to Johnson. Uh, he said his penis has been reattached and has full functionality in a month. However, he may not be able to have any more children, so I guess that's good news.
2: Uh, yeah, so won't depressed- be
1: Let me see it. Like, I would be like, ah, uh, you know, you gotta let me see the penis. No disrespect. And but it's one of the things where
2: who knows who's saying the truth. He might be saying that just so people won't be joking about joking on him about not having no penis. Mm-hmm. You know, because the doctor was like, uh, dog, we can't attach it. I don't mean no harm. I believe them doctors, Why I believe your black ass.
1: Yeah. I guess his, uh, him and his penis were reunited. Double LP, world decided. <laughs> um,. You know, but I'm glad that we can get a story of tribe out of all this. Apparently so. Um, you know, at the, you know, unfortunately it looks like he won't be able to uh, have any more cream out of his uh, penis. Mm mm. Um, but he yeah. has, he does have something to fuck with now, so that's good. Yes, he does. But you know, shame on that nigga, man. You gotta protect the neck of your penis, um, in order to really, you know, in order to really do this, you know. <laughs> ah! You know, when I heard about it, I just had I just had tears. Oh lord. What? Um, anyway. Could it all be so simple. Just go back to those days <laughs> ah! where you could just do that, man. But I guess he's still struggling. Apparently so. Um. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> mm. ain't they
2: supposed to be having a new album coming out or magical album, or well, I don't know what's going on with that goddamn album. I
1: don't know if you had told me about this before, I would have said it's impossible. You can never defeat the gods
2: Man, old. well, if he was a god and he knows everything son did he could didn't he see
1: this coming? <laughs> the five percent of people might have. Um, anyway, <clears throat> let's move. On. <laughs> Hopefully, they found his penis in the gravel pit. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm done. That was it. That was, that was it. I guess now that you can't have kids, I guess you just got a hollow bone. Oh lord! All right. All right. That's, a deep, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Um. <laughs> let's talk about um some uh games here guys uh first of all we got uh fucking with black people okay um uh, we got two stories so let me find my fucking with black people music uh here we go um <laughs> just fucking with the black people we're just fucking with, with the blacks. blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people hey man it's that game that everybody loves fucking with black people or the game that we love to hate when we rate racism on a scale of zero to a hundred in intervals of 25 for fucking with black people up first it is the ice cream trucks ice yeah cream. it is i heard one today it's
2: that time of the year
1: yeah, ice cream is, is on the list uh, right now.
2: I like um, ice
1: cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we just had some ice cream yesterday.
2: Yeah. Oh, Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen, so good. Oh, so good. I, I wish had, I could go every day. I know. I had a blizzard. I had a Reese's Pieces uh, blizzard and a
1: waffle cone that was dipped in chocolate. Oh, God, it was delicious. Mm, I had a brownie sundae. mm uh, <clears throat> Nigger Love a Watermelon, Ha Ha Ha, merits the distinction of the most racist song title in America. (gasps) Released in March 1916 by Columbia Records, it was written by actor Harry C. Brown and played on the familiar depiction of black people as mindless beasts of burden, greedily devouring slices of watermelon. I came across this gem while researching racial stereotypes. I was a bit conflicted on whether the song warranted a listen. Admittedly, though, beneath my righteous indignation, was rather curious in how how century-old overt racism sounded and slightly amused by the farcical title. When I started the song, the music that tumbled from the speakers was that of the ever-recognizable jingle of The Ice Cream Truck. So that's what that is? I never knew that.
3: So that
1: was... As quickly as it began, the music paused, and this call and response ensued. Brown, you niggers quit throwing them bones and come down and get your ice cream. Black man incredulous, ice cream? Yes, ice cream, colored man's ice cream, watermelon. My mouth dropped. The music immediately resumed, and so did the racism. I soon realized the ice cream truck song was forever ruined for me, especially once the chords began. Nigger love a watermelon ha 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 Nigger love a watermelon ha 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 oh my for here they're made for a half pound of cool there's nothing like a watermelon for a hungry coon
2: oh lord now now i hear the ice cream truck i'm gonna get mad <laughs> mm-hmm. just one more.
3: In. Try to cut a watermelon. Yeah, you George Washington,
4: Henry Clay, Abraham Lincoln, Woodrow Wilson, Jackson. You them Thompson niggas, quit
3: rolling them bones and come down and get your ice free. Ice cream? Yes, ice cream. Cut up that ice free. Watermelon.
4: I
1: could barely make out the words. Huh? I thought, I, don't it's they have like 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 another, another version? Like, do
2: your heels hang low or something like that? Like, mm-hmm. it's another. With that same beat, another song.
1: But I, this, probably, this probably is the original version of that song. Uh, I wonder how such a prejudiced song could have become the anthem of ice cream in childhood summers. Yes. I learned that though Mr. Brown was fairly creative in his lyrics, the song's premise and melody are nearly as old as America itself. As often happens with matters of race, something that is rather vanilla in origin is co-opted and sprinkled with malice along the way. For this creation... Brown simply used a well-known melody from the early 19th-century song "Turkey in the Straw," which dates back even older and and traditional to an even older and traditional British song, "The Old Rose Tree." The tune was brought to American colonies by Scots-Irish immigrants who settled along the Appalachian Trail, and added lyrics that mirrored their new lifestyle. The first and natural inclination, of course, is to assume the ice cream truck song is simply to pay homage to turkey and straw. But the melody reached the nation only after it was appropriated by traveling blackface minstrel shows. There is something, there is simply no divorcing the song from dozens of decades. It, uh, it was almost exclusively used for coming up with new ways to ridicule and profit from black people. In the late 1820s, the music was given new lyrics that dipped with racism entitled Zipcoon. The oh. black the blackface character of the same name parodied a free black man attempting to conform to white high society by dressing in fine clothes and using big words wow so even back then they had don Litman. that's crazy <laughs> 50 years later i apologize don Lemon. that is a joke i did not mean that 50 years later in postbellum america the character became an archetype of the black urbanite and propelled minstrel shows to the height of their popularity zip coon was a city slicker counterpart to the dim-witted rural blackface character whose name became infamous in 20th century America, Jim Crow. These two characters would often interact on stage and were the inspiration of the hugely successful Amos and Andy act de- decades later. The lyrics of Zip Coon followed the namesake, namesake through encounters with possums and play, playing the banjo and courting a woman whose skin was so black he called her old sucky blue skin. Oh, my. That sounds like what I called that lady with the grapefruit. Sucking blue skin.
3: Yeah, because
2: she
1: was sucking it all right. Suck your skin to this blue. Suck them balls to they blue. (laughs) She was going to town. Uh, A century (laughs) later. I can't (laughs) lie, man. I watched that, and I wanted her to suck my penis. So it worked. (laughs) She did a great job. I don't give a fuck. I was like, I would try that once a century I was like she is really putting 100 percent effort yeah If before the, that if you told me i would like put a grapefruit on your dick i'd be like something's wrong with you <laughs> now i'm like i'll try anything one time if ah! i can get that a century later it was still celebrated uh inspiring music uh, america's music recognize the recognizable melody aside we've also sung a variation of the lyrics the chorus goes oh zippa do to do the doo, zip zippa dude day i don't remember that me either uh If this sounds familiar, similar to the Academy Award winning zippity doo da it's because the song was derived from this chorus. Okay. At the turn of the 20th century, one of the nation's most popular collectibles was a coon card, a postcard with racist artwork such as bug-eyed, clown-faced, blacks-eating watermelon. These items were essentially the racist version of trading cards and were nearly ubiquitous. Brown messed the theme of the popular coon cards with the familiar melody, and voila, nigga love a watermelon, ha, ha, ha. Wow! The ice cream crossover happened. You, you
2: think that you think coon cars turning to spades?
1: Probably, I don't know.
2: <laughs> the ice cream know ca- <laughs> big joker, little joker. They're like,
1: mm. we're gonna make these coons. We're gonna make one big and wake one small. The ice cream crossover happened concurrently. 19th <laughs> century ice cream parlors played the popular minstrel songs of the day. After World War II, the advent of the automobile and ensuing sprawl required parlors to devise a way to take their products to customers. Ice cream trucks were the solution, and a music box was installed in them as a way to announce their presence in the neighborhood. Naturally, the traditional minstrel tunes of the previous century were employed to evoke the memorable parlor experience. So they used to play these in all these parlors and, you know, white people go, hey, let's go out to eat. And in the background, just straight racism is playing. Wow. Can you turn the racism up? I can't hear the stuff about the niggers. Ah, that's my jam. Oh, here we go. That's oh, my racist jail. Mm, nigga Come on, kids. Ha ha, 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 ha. And this is the story of why our beloved ice cream truck plays blackface minstrel music that sends kids dashing into their homes in a Pavlovian frenzy, searching for money to buy a popsicle. And yeah, them parents don't be ha ha ha, and they be like, goddamn ice cream truck. Race ice cream in America. Here's, here in our nation's capital, the cherry blossoms are coming gone. This means the warm weather will soon bring out the ice cream trucks. And I'll be confronted once again by the inconvenient truth. It's not new knowledge in matters of race, that matters of race permeate the depths of society and history and infiltrate the most. Innocently of our experiences, even the simple pleasures of ice cream. Who can forget Eddie Murphy's infamous uh, "Not Safe for Work" routine about the poor black people experience with ice cream trucks?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: However, when the reach of racism robs me of fond memories from my childhood, I feel intensely personal. Intensely personal again. It feels intensely personal again. Whenever I hear the music now, the antique voice laughing about niggers and watermelon fills my head. I can live with this, but what's to be done on the summer day when my children's eyes light up at the far off sound of the familiar melody and they dash in a frenzy towards me for change? Mm-hmm. Do I empower them with the history of our country or encourage the youthful exuberance induced by the ice cream truck? Is it my responsibility to foul the sweet taste of ice cream from their first taste of ra- uh, with their first taste of racism?
2: racism. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Racism is delicious, baby.
1: Here you go. Yeah, how you enjoying that that push-up pop, boy? Hmm? Is it good enough you know how to Ms. embarrass Lays, your
2: ancestors? I know. You know how many slaves had to push up for that pop?
1: Right. You know how many black people died for that nutty buddy? Hmm? <laughs> how much blood had to be shared for that vanilla ice cream? It's not so nutty. Oh, buddy, now, is
2: it? How you crying in their ice cream, taking all the joy out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. The answer is uh, in, uh, intellectually complex, but pa- parental institution, I mean, intuition provides clarity. When teeth fall out, I blame the dollar under the pillow or the tooth fairy. When blame, oh, I guess I wouldn't blame a dollar anyway. When presents appear overnight under the fir tree, I say Santa Claus is the culprit. So when oh. a song about niggers and watermelon fills the suburban air, I will smile and hand over the money from my pocket. The sight of my children enjoying a good humor ice cream bar will fight back the racist songs that lampoon black people who happen to be in good humor. The delivery of the cold, hard truth can wait until another day. Well, I guess they'll be enjoying the cold, hard ice cream. Uh, I'd say you just ice cream sandwich it in uh, to the lesson. <laughs> Uh, your baby laughing and the, and
2: the song is laughing all at the same time
1: uh anyway uh i i mean this is like a historical lesson but mm-hmm. i feel like i have to give it a hundred because of the roots go so far back yes, and, the song I, is mm-hmm. and the song is so racist and the song is so racist yeah, yeah, not a little, not, not not
2: that you got different levels of racism, but this one no little bit racist. This I mean, yeah, ha ha ha,
1: racist. Like whoever picked this as the official song just had to hate black people or not care at the most, because like, do, do do you to be like, because they didn't even pick like an ambiguous song, they picked, like the most racist of the songs.
2: And do you think uh, if uh, the per- the people who like originally like wrote this song, put this song down, knew that they were playing at all? Children of all colors running. You think they would be outraged?
1: Yeah, they would be. That's what I yeah. like to think. I I would like to think it's okay to buy black kids ice cream from the ice cream truck because the person that originally picked this song probably hated the sight of niggas getting ice cream. It's like, watermelon. Yeah, brown. Watermelon your ice cream, nigga. Now get out of here. It's like, nope. I'm buying something, in, sir. In,
2: in fact, I want watermelon flavored ice cream. How about mm-hmm. dim apples?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, now right. we to me. on Clarence a iPod.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? make me take and I like that growing a I've watched... Ha 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 you know a lot of racist uh, cartoons, and some of them are my favorite. You know, as an adult, I know this. But, like, that that theme song, I've heard it in the background of like old cartoons, like playing whatever they, they be dancing, and like maybe uh, playing like the banjo and things like that. Because I was like, this, I've heard this song, like, honestly, all my life, honestly. It wouldn't have thought twice about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. That's crazy, man. All right, next one uh jim coughlin controller of dutchess county new york who is running for a state senate seat fired off a bigoted tweet aimed at msnbc's political commentator melissa harris perry okay well she has really been a like target. a target yeah like i don't know what it is that makes her a target for so many people but like a black woman gives a TV show, comes on on the weekends on MSNBC. Not even a prime time. Yeah, and we're constantly bombarded with just more people not understanding uh, or just targeting her with their dumb racist shit.
2: Uh, for several reasons. I think that uh, for a lot of people, like I say, she's black. She's a woman. Uh, she talks about a lot of uh, black issues. And she brings a lot of things. She educates a lot of people and she's highly educated with all these degrees and all that stuff. She's very intimidating to people. Um, and I think a lot of them people fear her. Like Mm -hmm. they literally fear her and her platform and what she stands for and what she says. And it's one of those things where it goes back to a woman is easier target than a man. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's one of those things where if we can't, uh, force you to change your opinion we'll just bombard you and try our best to beat you down and that has a lot to do with why uh which they did that like uh racial joke about um uh that looked uh the child from um you know what i'm talking about uh where they did the joke uh where they had all those people and they had the comics and they was talking about the family Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah it was uh the segment about Mitt
2: Romney. Yeah Mitt Romney. his adopted child. That's why that became a big issue because I, I and I think it became a big issue because like it was almost like we got you haha ha, got you moment mm-hmm. with her. You know, it's one of those things where she has to keep it clean-cut. She has to stay in her lane. You know, she has to do these things. Now, like We said it before, but that's one reason why uh, we don't get into politics, because it's one of those things where everybody's not that cut and dry, and people's opinion may change based on the situation and based on what's happening. And I think that for a lot of them, she is an uh, easier target, quote-unquote, to try to take down, and especially if they have people that pay attention to Twitter, when her show comes on, Twitter, Facebook floods with her hashtag and all this stuff. So it's one of those things where they would go with them niggas over there uh are talking about her. She must be somebody and it just draws their attention.
1: Yeah, and it's also this idea of like how dare you take up air airspace that belongs to us. hmm You know M S N
2: B C won't let you on their on their program anyway because of what you talk about in your stances but this is one of those things, or it might be well.
1: be well, not been a just, man. that's not what I mean. I mean like this idea of like why why is this shit on my TV? My TV should always have white people on it. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Or or, or if it does have black people, they need a distinctly quote unquote white view of certain things. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay for Don Lemon to have a show because he's mostly going to be like, and this is what's wrong with black people in certain topics that are uncomfortable racially for white folks. Hmm. Um, but with her kind of you know not and almost never taking that side of things Mm-mm. it's almost like you know this i don't know this is weird air of who are you and maybe they do it to don lemon or maybe they stop because you know he's against the n-word he's uh you know in that discussion with donald sterling he was the one defending this idea of like we need uh like like why are people being mean to white people who want to get involved and in, in uh in the discussion, and I, it was like a bunch of weird points talking around it. So who knows? Maybe he's different to them, or maybe he gets it that it doesn't become as big news. But
2: yeah, um, and also, you know,
1: this got. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. He tweeted at her, "Keep your dirty, stinking paws off my kid, you damn dirty ape," which, of course, is a quote from the movie Planet of the Apes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But this is a black woman.
2: Yes, it is. Thanks. He's
1: insisted he did not know his target was an African American. How do you not know that? You know, what I'm, like, how do you not know? Like, are you so how did you hear about her comments? If it, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems so tongue in cheek where it's uh, that. Oh, it's that that new version of if you can't implicitly prove that I'm a racist, if you can't get the tape of me talking to my mistress, then I can say anything I want in in public and just twist it into I'm not being racist. You're just being sensitive. Coughlin claims his fiery remark was in response to Melissa Harris-Perry's comments about child rearing. Harris-Perry, who has been the center of the right-wing noise machine, has pr- promoted the idea of how society needs to think in a collective manner about its children. She has expressed this in the past: how children are not private property, and not just ext- are, pro- are not private property, and not just extensions of ourselves, but how they belong to their communities. Harris-Perry's command- parenting comments have ignited a firestorm of anger, with some opponents believing. Uh, she thinks children belong to the government rather than their own flesh and blood. Even though Coughlin is adamant that he had never seen Harris Perry and was unfamiliar with her body of work, he insists that his comment was not racist at all, stating that he was just repeating a well-known quote from the f- uh, film *Planet of the Apes*. Mm,
2: I don't believe none of that bullshit.
1: Yeah, man. It, I, it's I, so I don't believe stupid.
2: that. Yeah, I don't believe that. I. It, it, and it's just one of those things where why would if you did not know why would you do this like if you just had no you would just let some aide just came and told you this shit and you just feel like it was okay just to put it out there and there would be no repercussions uh to your actions
1: mm-hmm. and,
2: and so most of the time there are no repercussions to his actions so why would he care
1: and some well even some republicans are distancing themselves from him mm-hmm. uh they say john coughlin is toxic and uh, said the unidentified republican of course they won't put their name on it the Democrats are dying to run against him in November because they know he's the best chance of cat they have of keeping the seat in Democratic hands. Uh meanwhile Coughlin has suspended his Twitter account after folks lashed out about his controversial tweets. The very conser- the very conservative Coughlin balked at the criticism, calling them a new low by the Albany insiders who are scared of my candidacy because they know I'm not going to be a Patsy in the Senate. It's despicable. They're trying to get me to drop out. Okay.
2: No, offer of your One hundred. Offer of your tweets. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's just one of those things where, for a lot of people, if you talk about any anything on a national platform, be it TV, be it radio, for a lot of white people, if it's not a hundred percent white, they have an issue with it. Like, if she talk about black issues, and a lot of people don't like talking about black issues,
1: and it's not like she exclusively talks about black issues. No, it's just that just she has the up. audacity to be on TV and be a black woman. Just it's like bring your no ass up. need to be taken down. Yep. Um, alright.
3: That yeah, is time
1: for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for guest the race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read or play news articles from all over the globe. And our guest today, the chat room, which is racist, plays along. And they guess the phrase mm-hmm. Here we go Number one <clears throat> uh, Let me see Alright <clears throat> This is a video Of a girl who gets who get. They want to make a video about bullying So the kids can learn Some lessons makes you
4: feel. It makes me feel sad
1: Yeah it makes me scared Yeah
4: I,
0: mean, I don't like it. I know. You're watching a video that has already been shared on Facebook you more than 10,000 times in she less than 24 hours. Just tell me like you told me when you got home, Anna.
4: what?
0: How come, pumpkin? Just don't
4: want, this okay, third grade want
0: to. This third-grade girl's brother has to describe what the bullying at school is like for his big sister as she cries her eyes out.
2: Just. Guy named Jerome on the playground, he said, You're gonna die by suicide. They called me a son of a b and a m.
0: You tell her, you know, you're stronger than that. You're better than.
2: It's okay. I know.
0: You tell them they're worth something because they feel like they're worth nothing. You know? And. You tell them there's adults to help you, there's people to help you, the school will help you. But the Foston superintendent says this just landed on his radar, despite these parents' claim that they've been trying to get something done since December.
4: I found out about the situation um, a couple of days ago, and I think it could have been resolved uh, without going um, to Facebook.
0: She's been called in to the principals and made f- to feel like it's her fault. She's been told to ignore it. She's been told to disregard it. Basically, she's been told to stuff her emotions and get on with life. Can you tell me how many times you've been in and told the principal about it? Like five. Okay, can you tell me what they've done about it? Nothing. And school officials admit they dropped the ball.
4: Obviously, somewhere along the line, it it fell through the cracks, Um, you know, and and so we need to review our, our procedures and policies and maybe do a better job of articulating to the parents of, you know, uh, what we're doing. Um, even though we can't be specific, uh, you know, maybe we need to do a better job of getting that communication out there.
0: Because today, two parents. Call her a lesbian. It's gotten physical. She's come home with scratches and bruises. And a couple of kids. I want to feel like I'm wanted in school, like people like me. Are dealing with a problem that isn't just happening in Foston, but across schools everywhere. She said, "You know what I want, Mom? I want it to never happen to another kid ever again." In Foston, Minnesota, Eric Crest, Valley News Live.
1: All right, guess the race of Anna symbolic eight-year-old, and her family. It's all the same race, guys. Let's check the chat room. She sings "Pretty Hurts" and, and "Pretty Hurts at Night." White. One who would suck a, cow, crow, a cow's teat in, in an effort to get all-natural organic, organic, organic cheese. Those tears are precious white baby tears. Oh, my. The mom wasn't shocked her white kid used that language. They're already on first-name basis white. Ah. <laughs> oh, the milky torment. The only thing missing from that the kids use. For only thing wait hold on only thing missing for that video is sarah mclaughlin song sad white children Aww. egg white women tears dry jewels, snow white privilege enough to have bullying be a problem white tears sterling's grandchild white privilege and true disney prince is white the correct answer is white, white. everyone yeah, got that one and
2: especially white because uh yeah, that have been some black parents, and, and especially if, if my child don't went up there and y'all don't brush this over, wouldn't, mm-hmm. wouldn't have been no Facebook. Would have been me,
1: you, and the principal up in that office. It does fall into that weird like <laughs> that. It does fall into that weird like let me parent for the internet.
2: Yeah, wouldn't have been no Facebook. Mm -mm. Wouldn't have been no Facebook. We we would put like this. We would have addressed this, especially after, especially uh, as a parent, you have to do your investigation to be sure that you know the allegations that your children are saying are true. And once you find out, okay, you've done what you're supposed to do and what I require of you, it's time for me to do my job. Because if my child comes to me and shambles and crying, y'all better do something about this. This issue needs to be addressed. Uh, I need to put my child in another school. My child needs to change classes, something. Because I don't send my child to school to be harassed.
1: Well, it's just that viral parenting shit that, you know, has become like the new thing. Like... Oh, something's going on with my kid. Let me put this on Facebook, you know?
2: Oh, yeah, like I said. As opposed
1: to, you know, let me, like, did you need to call the news to get this handled? Like, it's just weird. I don't know. I guess. yeah, Whatever works to Yeah, it would have been
2: called news, but it wouldn't have been that video. It would have been me going, hey, uh, y'all better do something about this because we're going to have problems and repercussions on
1: on my child. Sacramento. The bounce house sits deflated at Natomas Park. The fun replaced with fear. At a one-year-old's birthday party. Uh-uh. Uh, that already have a problem with this. A one-year-old having a fucking birthday party? You're one. You're not going to remember any of this shit. No. A all your friends. A seven-year-old girl was one of the victims, hit with a bullet. An adult is dead. I just dove to the ground. There were about 25, 30 shots that rang out. Everyone was screaming and yelling and just running all hysterical, said a witness who did not want to be identified. And all seven people were shot at Peregrine Park on the day that was supposed to celebrate a child's life. There was one kid shot in the leg. The other guy was shot who died. There was a couple people around the corner with wounds on the leg and the, on the back. Family and friends at the party, uh, really not to the violence, held each other in prayer. Somebody's called. Somebody called and said, don't come to this party. They just shot this party up. And I was like, I don't believe this. What is going on, said Brenda Jones. Jones' two-year-old grandson was at the birthday party. Some lady over there pulled a bunch of kids that were at the party. she grabbed them and pulled them into her house. Police aren't saying how many suspects there are or why government chose to put little kids in a line of fire, but investigators think it might be gang related. Some folks supposed to party shots were fired, said Doug Morse with the Sacramento Police Department. Our gang detectives were called out, so we are going to try to get to the bottom of that. six other shots six other shot during the incident are expected to survive It's devastating. That it happened in my backyard, the park that we go to every day. A neighbor in the area said, Sunday investigators told CBS 13 they believe somebody at the party fired back at some point during the shooting. Authorities asked anyone with information about the shooting to call the Sacramento Police Department. Guess the race of the people at the party. Check the chat room. See what they believe. Deleted the scene from Hot Boys No Limit Black. World star Black Ricky. Every time I'm in the streets, I hear yuck, yak yak Black sounds like this party was supposed to be a place uh, at Chuck E. Cheese. That means black regarding prior episodes. Crickets from ah. a ga- crickets from a galaxy far, far away. Oh, <laughs> little brothers, the human NutriBullet. Black. It might be gang-related. Means there was watermelon at the party. I bet. <laughs> yeah, probably ice cream trucks. The shot rang out over the spades, Re niggers, CAC, Samuel Blackson, Blackity Black, Black, failed NBA star black. Ricky was in boys was a boys in the hood reference. Oh, okay. The correct answer is black. Everybody got it.
2: No, somebody said cack.
1: Oh, somebody said cack? Boo.
4: <laughs>
1: Alright, let's go to the bonus round. Where's my bonus round? Music here. <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's the bonus round against the race where everything's worth double the points. Double the racism. Right now, most of you are two for two. Let's see if you can make it three for three as we get into the bonus round. All right. It's getting about that time, guys. I can see the chat rooms getting nervous. <laughs> Wondering how it's going to go down. Um. Investigators believe a man killed his wife at their home in Winona by mixing prescription medications with Kool-Aid mix and convincing her to drink it because their toddler child made it for her. <gasps> Jason McClure, 35, is charged with first degree murder for the sentence for the death of Stephanie McClure, 32. Mc- Jason McClure told police he came home on Sunday and found his wife dead. Winona police ordered an autopsy, which was performed on Monday to try to determine how Stephanie McClurk died and whether the death might be from natural causes, suicide or homicide. Detectives now have learned that Jason McClurk may have tried to kill his wife on Saturday by mixing prescription medicine with Kool-Aid mix, but it didn't work. They got, they got that information from another person who said McClurk had told that person what he'd done. (sighs) These motherfuckers always got to tell somebody. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: That's why, like, that's half a snap right there. Uh, Yep. Just somebody, he was in the bar drinking and he said, I killed that dumb bitch. And everybody said, What? (laughs) What are you talking about? We were just watching the game. McClurg then tried again on Sunday to kill his wife in the same manner manner, (gasps) and this time it did work. Wow. The probable cause statement says detectives believe the fatal dose of medicine was either a prescription used to treat high blood pressure or one used to overcome motion sickness or possibly a combination of more than one drug. Wow. According to the probable cause statement, McClurg admitted to the detectives that he got his wife to pretend she liked. The Kool-Aid mix because a two-year-old child had made it for it. He told detectives afterward that his wife had a fatigue feeling after drinking a mix from a water bottle during a trip to Springfield. Another person told detectives according to the probable cause statement that Jason McClurg told that person that he thrown a pill castle inside the couch where Stephanie McClurg died to try to make the scene look like a suicide. <sighs> wow. Jason McClurg is in the Shannon County Jail with no bond. Guess the race of Jason McClurg. Those who use the Kool-Aid for drinking, coloring their hair, and as makeup. Today on Snap, Coon Killers Black. (laughs) White woman whose tombstone reads, oh yeah. Neo Negro, use grapefruit as a sex toy. (laughs) If this medication didn't kill her, the sugar overdose sure would have. Hood roaches. First 48 Black. I guess it was for high blood pressure medicine. His wife is the type that decided the natural vitamin C and grapefruit wasn't a knife. Another, she added vitamin CCK. Little finger, white. She Aww. pretended to like Kool-Aid. White because black folks don't have to pretend about Kool-Aid. Forrest Whitaker's neck, black. No black will waste Kool-Aid. Aww. Thirsty for death, black. The correct answer is white. And some of you got it right. I put a link to the story in the chat so you guys can see it. But um, yeah, it was definitely two white people. Um, And uh, I don't know what the the clue should have been. I mean, she had high blood pressure. He tried to kill somebody. Um, I mean, I don't even know what to tell you guys that. uh, if you if you got that one right, you're just a better person than me. I, don't, I have no idea how you got that right. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. Sword ratchetness, this, guys. Uh, Longmount Police responded to a report of a disturbance on Thursday afternoon to find a man who had suffered a severe cut on his back with a samurai sword. A witness to the altercation which happened on Main Street said he saw the assailant, later identified as 34-year-old Alexander William Charman, strike the victim with the sword. Officers spoke with the victim in the parking lot of Walgreens. The man repeatedly told police that he suffered his injuries in a bicycle crash. The officer noted a severe laceration near the man's left shoulder blade. That man was taken to Longmount United Hospital. The investigator officer Jesse Pollock reported that he, he, when he returned to the police department, Charmin had been arrested and was being readied for transport to the county jail. At being read his rights, Charmin told officer Port, I mean Pollock, that the oh, support, that's <laughs> officer, Port, that's for it, Officer Pollock, <laughs> that the victim had come to an apartment causing a disturbance, then threatening to come back later with nine of his friends and beat everyone up. Shit. It's like, I'm going to go get a full basketball team. I'll be right back.
2: Yes. We, we're we able to pay five on five.
1: Yeah. Who are these nine friends that don't have shit to do, but will come fight? Nothing else to do. Like, if you call me and was like, hey, man, uh, it's me. Uh I, I want to come, I want you to come fight with me. Uh, I'm going to get other people. I'll be like, come on, dog the game zone. Uh,
2: yeah, come on.
1: Man, I'm playing Titanfall. Come we on. We are
2: man. not professional fighters, and I'm not getting paid for this shit. Get Xbox. off my
1: phone. Xbox on.
2: Mm-hmm. according
1: to the report the victim began scuffling with another person on the scene and that's when charming retrieved the sword charming told the officer pollock he struck the victim with the the back of the sword not the cutting edge and guess what it still cut him why because it's a fucking sword ah right i don't know why people always go oh, i wasn't even trying to kill him it was a wooden sword let me guess what it did did it cut him yeah idiot wood mm-hmm. cuts too how the fuck you own a sword and don't know what it does it's like being like i shot him with the back of the bullet um it's still a damn bullet. Yeah, let's get out of here, man. Uh see if we can finish watching some of these playoff games. Uh we'll be back tomorrow with them Thrones with Patrice at five PM. Mm-hmm. Um hopefully the internet will let us be great on that aspect. Um and uh you guys all have a safe night. Thank you so much for tuning in live um and enjoying the spreecast. Uh go check out adamandeve.com. Use code TBGWT to get all your discounts. We appreciate all the people that do take the time out to do that. That's yeah. what keeps us sponsored. Um, and until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah.